I'm a strong advocate of trends because look, the reality is for the four or so thousand dollars for a shared stand, I, it would have cost me a hell of a lot more to go out and meet all those all those buyers. Mm-hmm. It yep. would have cost me five, six times. So it's a no-brainer. It's now attending trends is integral to our business strategy. We're probably do a separate stand ourselves maybe two years time that's what I'm thinking but it's absolutely integral in the business but my vision is to be the premier tour operator of customer choice in the wider Wellington region that's what I'm focused on and attending trends and meeting high quality buyers is integral to me achieving this vision for the business. and welcome to the Tourism Chat Show. I'm Michelle, the host of the show, and today we've got another great episode lined up talking about attending trends for the very first time. And we've got a very special guest joining us who did that this year. You're going to hear from him soon. Hey, look, thank you so much for all the feedback from last week's episode, our 100th episode. It was so exciting to get that one under our belt. And so you are now listening to episode 101 of the Tourism Chat Show. So thanks for tuning in. Now, if you haven't realized, we do have a new Instagram profile and it's just at the Tourism Chat Show. Come over and follow us there and you'll get to see some of the behind the scenes activity that goes on into pulling this podcast together. And we'll also let you know when the new episodes are out so you will never miss anything that we do. So head over there, Instagram, the Tourism Chat Show. We'll see you there. Well, with me on the show today is Tom Collier from Kaiwa Tours. Kia ora, Tom. Kia ora, Michelle. Hey, great to be here with you today. Really looking forward to having a chat. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to have you here as well. Now, we're going to have a little bit of a chat about trends and more specifically your first time at the trade show, which was only this year. But before we get into that, let's get to know you a little bit better. Can you tell me your favourite holiday and why that is? (laughs) That's a no-brainer. My favourite holiday was in 2015, we went to South Africa, Zimbabwe, Kenya, and Tanzania. And without a doubt, it's the most remarkable travel experience I've ever had. Um, Kenya and Tanzania in particular had a profound impact on our lives. You know, something very, very special witnessing wildlife up close. Balloon flight over the Maasai Mara during the migration. Sunset cruise on the Zambezi and an early morning game drive uh, through the Serengeti, seeing a mother cheetah teaching her three cubs how to hunt a Thompson gazelle was just epic. Wow. Yeah. I hope you had a big zoom lens on that camera of yours. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Got plenty of cool shots. (laughs) Excellent. No, that does sound fantastic. My husband's done a similar trip like that, but I haven't actually been to Africa myself, so I would love to get there one day. It sounds incredible. Oh, it just left. Yeah, it had a profound impact on us. It's just, once you go to Africa for the first time, it's under your skin and you just cannot succinctly explain the impact that's had on you. Yeah, wow. And I guess that's why we all love tourism, right? Because they're the sort of impacts that we're trying to have on the visitors that we welcome into our businesses. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about Kaiwa Tours, how you started out, how long you've been operating and what made you get into it? <laughs> so I've been doing contract tour guiding for a couple of other uh, Wellington-based companies since 2016, 2017. Um, 
weekend work, public holidays, as well as boring Monday to Friday corporate world life. Mm -hmm. But I left corporate world in late 2019 and did full-time contract tour guiding through that summer leading into the dreadful COVID. But we made the decision back in around about October 2020 to just hey, take the Richard Branson approach, screw it, let's do it, let's set, let's get set up. So we went, Kiowa Tours went live and only in February 21. So we're probably one of the very few businesses that entered the sector during the border shutdown. Yes. So we, what we do is, we, I jokingly say, we focus on the fine things in life, wine, food, and craft beer. Uh, but we also do scenic tours, so around Kapiti Coast, my backyard, Wellington, and the Wire Wrapper. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And are they scheduled tours or do you create bespoke tours for the, the guests that you welcome? Pro- probably 90% of my bookings would be scheduled tours. They've, they've chosen what they like on off the website, but I've, I've done the odd um, bespoke. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah, so we got we can tailor things up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds really cool. And what inspired you to participate in trends for the first time in 2023? Because obviously you're a, a very new business. You've you start up through COVID. What was it that got you across the line to attend our largest industry trade show? Yeah, pretty epic event. Uh, really what inspired me to participate in trends this year down at Pi and Christchurch was I've only been working with the, with the trade sector since mid-2022, and that was the intro through our previous trade manager at Wellington NZ, Leanne Smith, that made the connections for me, and I've developed particularly a very good relationship uh, early on with um, Anne and Matt and the team at Pan Pacific, so they book a lot of content with me, but I really saw trends as an opportunity, one, to hopefully meet face-to-face my existing um, trade partners, but also really thinking, positioning the company for the future and developing new relationships and new long-term sustainable business relationships, and particularly in my key market, which is North America. Mm, Okay. Yep. That's great to know. And did you share a stand with another operator? Did you have your own stand or how did that work for you this year? Yeah, that's a good question, Michelle. So look, obviously it's not cheap to go to trends. So what, and in the Wellington RTO team, this was the first time they've had operators sharing a stand at Trends. So I shared with another first-time attendee, Ryan O'Connell from Switched On Bikes. So we've had joint appointments, separate appointments. I think one of the key things for a first-time attendee, look, yeah, it's a big cost impact, but sharing a stand is a, a really good practical way to do Trends for the first time. Yeah, I agree. It was um, really cool to see TIA introduce that option last year, particularly coming out of COVID as well, because there were a lot of businesses that just simply hadn't operated anywhere near their normal levels over the last three years. But it's, and I'm pleased to say they are bringing it back for next year as well. So if there's anybody listening that is on the fence and wants to attend, you can share a stand again next year, which is a great option, I think. Yeah, absolutely, Michelle. And and on that note, look, I am more than happy, the TIA team know that I'm more than happy to field any questions from any operator around the country um, around sharing stand concept and that. So look, I'm only more than happy to help out. But the key thing with sharing a stand is you, you don't really want to be in a position where you're sharing a stand with a direct competitor. 
Mm. When I shared a stand last year with Ryan from Switched On Bikes, we're complementary businesses, not competitors. So yes. that worked really well. And yep. and I'm actually sharing a stand again for next year in, at Tarkina in Wellington. And I'm pleased to say that I'm sharing a stand with the fabulous team from East by West Ferries. And they're a first-time yeah. attendee for next year. Oh, perfect. And that will be great for them as well because you've been there before. They're first-timers. So to have somebody who knows how it all works and that will be great for them to have have you there sitting sitting side yeah. by side. Great yeah. to see. So you're obviously going back. That means you had a little bit of success where you saw the benefit of trends. Can you tell me about some of those success stories that you achieved or, or saw from a result of going to trends? Yeah, sure. I, th- I think with the trends being announced in Wellington for next year, it was really a no-brainer. We had to go. <laughs> True. <laughs> but the fabulous Joe Heaton at, the Welling- at Wellington NZ and the tourism team, yeah, she's cajoled us all as many operators in Wellington, so it's going to be a pretty epic Wellington turnout. Just thinking about trends this year, I think some of the highlights were meeting high-quality buyers were a key highlight for me. Post-trends, I can attribute around about 4K in revenue from new buyers and existing inbound operators. So within four to five months post-trends, I've pretty, my investment, I've basically broken even that quickly. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was extremely pleased with the success I had out, had out of trends. That's awesome. And what do you attribute that success to? Were there any special things that you did to prepare for the event that you think were particularly effective? Oh, absolutely. There's a number of key things here. I had two great mentors that I'd love to give a shout out to. They played a pivotal role in getting me trends ready. Scott West, the owner of Wanaka Wine Tours. Right, yeah. And TIA provided great support free of charge for the first time buyers. And they offered the services of Craig Wilson from Quality Tourism. Yeah. And Scott and Craig were just really, really helpful. So thank you again, guys. Oh, that's, Um, yeah, awesome. And how did you get hold of Scott out of interest? Was he somebody that you knew or? No, so how how Scott, I know Scott through, he's through TIA actually. He's the husband of Megan Williams, who's the sustainable tourism manager at TIA. Oh, right. (laughs) I'm sure you know. (laughs) Yes. Um, and so we've, we've connected up that way and he's basically become a bit of a mentor to me. So Scott's been great. The other key, the other key people that really set you up for success at Trends are your RTO. Mm. Um, Wellington NZ played a massive, massive role. So big shout out to Joe Heaton, who's the head of the tourism team. She provided great coaching and advice when I was researching the buyers. So the key is engage with your RTO prior to attending trends. They are your best friend, trust me. Um, Do not go to trends if you're not prepared to put in the time to developing and doing your research on buyers. Yeah, it's a relationship event. You've got to invest that time getting you trends ready. Yes. Um, Yeah, you also need to be in touch with your existing inbound operators before and after trends as well. Another key thing for me was post-trends. I emailed out everyone that I met, thanking them for the time and just, yeah, just touching base every three or or four months or so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, as you say, it is a relationship business and a lot of the time it comes down to who you've connected with and how you've made that connection and just some of those little things that you can do to become a little bit more memorable because 
we've got to remember as sellers that these buyers are seeing 50, 60 operators over a very short period of time. So what sort of tips do you have for people to stand out or to be a little bit more memorable in those buyers' minds? A couple of key things. Firstly, if you're a shy person, trends ain't for you. Uh, you've got it. You've got to be comfortable in your own skin. You've got to be comfortable in putting yourself out there. Yeah. So if you're shy, don't go. Standing out at the trade show, yeah, sure, it can be challenging. So what really stood out for me, what helped me, is a couple of key things stood out to buyers that I met. Um, I emphasised in my presentation that we've attained Qualmark Silver accreditation, and we've got that within two years of being in business. That's pretty epic for me, and that's something that we're incredibly proud of in the business. And another thing that resonated with all the buyers that I met, I took down to Trends to give our customers a sustainably produced, branded set of native timber coasters. And I I showed all my buyers that I met what their customers get from me at the end of of each tour, and and yeah, that, that really resonated. Key thing also in your meetings is to emphasize your point of difference. What are the unique things that you do that stand out, make you stand out from the crowd was particularly helpful. I've had a number of customer reviews I put in my documents that Mm -hmm. they took away as well. So yeah, that was some of the key things for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think the buyers really want that sense of what it's almost the trust building, isn't it? That if they're giving their customers across to you to look after while they're on holiday, that they're going to be looked after really well. And if you can demonstrate that like you have by showing them the little value adds, the gifts, the testimonials and the feedback that you get, well, that goes a long way to building some of that trust with them to know that they're going to be well looked after with you. So that's yeah. that's awesome. Just want to touch on one of the things you mentioned there when you said if you're shy, don't go to trends. And we've talked about this a lot and we've got an episode coming up later in this trend series about the art of networking and recognising that not everybody, there are a lot of extroverts in the tourism industry, but not <laughs> everybody is an extrovert, no. but just some of those things that you can do to, I guess, find your way through the show. And and one of the other ways is we've talked about the shared stands, but TIA also have a marketing collective stand that you can sign up as. So if there's three or four businesses that want to go and have a shared representative, you can do that. That's how I actually attend with my business. And I represent five different businesses at Trends at that time. And it's great because not everybody in those five businesses has somebody who'd want to go and spend all of that time talking, but yeah, I'm happy to. So, <laughs> so that, yeah, so that's just another little option out there for anybody listening in who's mm-hmm. thinking that, yeah, they might be a little bit scared to, to head along on their own. But now, also, but, but yeah, I've often found that that a number of you know a number of buyers you know will be feeling a little bit yeah you know, coming and meeting new sellers for the first time. So look, everyone's in the same boat. Exactly, exactly. And I think our industry is incredibly welcoming. And I remember my first trends, I must have been looking like a little lost soul wandering around. And (laughs) a couple of guys pulled me over and said, hey, come and hang with us. And 25 years later, they're still my best friends in the industry. So that's how it works. And it's great to, to know that. And of course, a lot of our buyers don't speak English as their first language either. So there's those challenges for them. So I think, yeah, it is a very welcoming 
welcoming industry. It's a very welcoming show. And and if you are feeling a little bit nervous about that, there's certainly no need to be because there's plenty of support for you well, there. Yeah, well, that's that's actually quite, you touched on a very interesting thing and I've plagiarised this comment, I'm sure, but I've, I've got a catchphrase that, that I say to customers like, hey, we start as strangers and we finish as friends. Yes. And that's what the industry is about. Yep. Absolutely. Yep, that is so true. Now, you've mentioned that you've signed up for next year, which is great. How are you planning on building on the success that you've had this year? Have you set some goals for the next show or are you kind of working yep. through that? What does that yep. look like? Yeah, so yeah, absolutely 100% committed to trends. As Melissa Pollard at TIA will be very happy to hear. <laughs> and as I said before, given that it's going to be at our fabulous new convention centre, Tarkina, yeah, it's a no-brainer to go again. But thinking about goals, my, my, some of my key goals are to nurture and grow the existing new relationships from that I've developed from last, this year and develop further new relationships. So ultimately that will result in long-term sustainable new business growth for me, particularly important for, for a business that's relatively new in the sector. Mm. And, and it's a great way of getting yourself known in a crowded market. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just continuing to grow the brand, grow the awareness and, and grow the new revenue revenue streams. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And were there any specific challenges or obstacles that you had to overcome last year as a first time exhibitor? <laughs> yeah, I I was thinking I was pondering this the other day. I'm going, yeah, that there's one thing that stood out for me when I when I first walked into T-Pi on the first morning and I just looked at this vast room and I'm going, oh, my God, what am I doing here? <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, you got to put yourself out there. Uh, yeah, sure, there was an element of anxiousness, nervousness, whatever we want to call it, moving in. But you know what? My, when I had my first appointment, it was fantastic. Um, it turned out that particular buyer was as nervous as hell as well. And <laughs> And, and and after that, it, after that, the next two three days just flowed really well for me. Yeah, it just just be 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 confident and comfortable in your own self, your brand, your product, and you can't go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Like we're talking about the things that we represent and do every day of the year, right? So we're the experts in our businesses. So therefore, it should be really easy for us to talk about that. But I think as Kiwis, we tend to be a little bit shy, a little bit humble, and we don't want to brag about that. But it's not bragging. No. It's just being very proud about what you offer and how you can help look after more visitors to New Zealand and yeah. what a great time they're going to have with you, really. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Now, networking, we've talked about that, and it's a crucial aspect of trade shows. Have you got any key connections or partnerships that were formed at the show this year? And how have they benefited your business since then? And this might be on a buyer or seller side of things. Yeah, sure. There were there are a number of buyers that I'd specifically wanted to meet, but I didn't end up having scheduled meetings with them in the whole algorithm process, but that's fine. But I, I found a really good advantage of the, during the breaks, the size of the lanyards were in, were really good. And, I, and I'm sure that Guthrie from Anscrow won't mind me saying this, but I, I saw I saw Nick looked at the lanyard and I, and I bowled up to him during a coffee break, introduced myself, had a little QR code with my product information and business card and whatever. And said, "Hey, look, I really was keen to catch up with you guys, but this is who I am." And 
So we had 15 minutes talking over coffee. Mm -hmm. So impromptu mm -hmm. meetings like that to develop it, that's developed into a new business relationship. So there are quite a few of those opportunities that popped up. Joe Heaton was also very good at during social events, she would whisk me away to meet one of the buyers in the UK or a buyer in the States. You got many, many opportunities like that to to informally, formally network. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We always say there is a lot of time outside of that formal meeting time to network and get to know buyers, especially. Yeah. And it's really important that you make the most of that time. Sometimes we can be a little bit, oh, we'll just stand in the corner with our mate, but then you're missing this wonderful opportunity to actually go on a network with buyers from all over the world and you never know what that's going to lead to some of the best conversations and some of the best business we joke about this a lot in the industry happens in the bar afterwards yeah yeah oh, absolutely yeah I can think of at least six buyers that I met over a wine or over a beer and it's progress to a, you know, a formal business relationship yeah yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> now, we're in an ever-changing landscape of tourism at the moment, particularly coming out of COVID. What trends or developments have you seen on the horizon or do you see on the horizon? And how are you planning to adapt and stay ahead of some of those in your business? Yeah, I think, good question. I think one of the key things that we're seeing is the as we enter the, dare I say it, the murky world of AI and for a 58-year-old 50, 50, fella, I'm now starting to use AI in the business. I get hit with my digital marketing coach, shout out to Lucy Ambrose. She's always hassling me to keep writing blog content. So I'm using AI for content, but you also you, you put put your Tom thing to it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to see more AI in the industry. I certainly wouldn't want to see AI being used, you know, companies using AI to develop product. Yeah, I could see that potentially happening. But in the market, from a marketplace changing, landscape changing, I think the key company in this industry that you need to be constantly engaged with are your RTO. Mm -hmm. they're, they're your ears and eyes on the ground. Yeah, if you're engaging with them all the time, you're essentially head of the game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's we had Lou Badley from Rotorua NZ yeah. on the show talking about trends from an RTO perspective. And obviously, that's a key pointer that we've always tried to put out there is that your RTO are the eyes and ears because yeah. they're and and even if it's not them personally, but a lot of them are working with the surrounding RTOs to attend all of the Kiwi links and the trade shows and the road shows overseas. So they've got deep connections into some of those international oh. markets and they know what's going on, right? So if yeah. you can connect with them and, and they're happy to share, that's their job. Oh. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, not, they're, they're not running a business. So their job is to get more people to their regions. So yeah. there's no secrets with RTOs. Like your competitors no. might be a little bit shy on how they work went attending a kiwi link but the rtos certainly aren't going to be so yeah it's a yeah. it's a good tip and I, I think i think the other key thing is that we're going to see more and more consumers just making purchase decision points on what companies are doing around sustainability and environment mm -hmm. and what they do in the community rather than just purely a price price driven consumer um, decision point i see that's going to be more and more important moving forward and how do you share those stories and what you're doing? What have you found is the best way to pass those on to people? 
Well, firstly, what we do around sustainability, environment and community support, we've got that documented on our website under our sustainability tab. But it's around it's around embedding the conversation and, and during the day at the appropriate time. So, for example, at the beginning of the day, I'll hand out a, a bottle of water for the better good a new plant-based plastic bottle. So, well, and people will look at the label and they'll go, oh, what's, oh that's interesting. Oh, so what, why do you do that? So then we tell them the story about, hey, we do this because of X, Y, Z reasons. And yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Just having conversations at the right time during the day with the customers. Yeah, yeah. And I think being part of your local community as well. I mean, I always talk about tourism businesses tend to be the first businesses that hit up for school fundraisers and raffles and anything that's going on in the community. And I think sometimes we're very generous with what we do, but we don't really talk about it much. So it's looking for those opportunities to kind of say, hey, we are connected with our community. We support these local causes. We're involved in these sustainability initiatives. We're doing this out in this area and and just telling those stories and and being part of your community as well, because obviously that social license is is really important. We've talked a lot about that over the years and it's, yeah, it's still just as important as ever. And and, and, and it, and it, doves, it dovetails perfectly into into um, Tiaki. Yes. Well, well, yeah, which is what we do. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Now, what are your long-term goals for your business? Is trends something that you see fitting into that vision on a long-term basis? Is this something that you've just said, I'm going to try trends for a couple of years and see how I go? Where are you at with all of that at the moment? Yeah, uh, good question, Michelle. Trends are... Yeah, so yeah, it's a no-brainer. Mm. Awesome. Well, look, that ends all of the formal questions that I've got for you, but I'll get on to the quick fire in a little bit. <laughs> but thank you for that insight because I think it's really great to hear from somebody who has only been to trends that one time and some of those success stories because it's really easy for somebody like me who's been way too many times <laughs> to talk about some of the successes. But over the years, you do build up those relationships. So even though you might move companies in that time, you've still got those relationships. So it can be quite easy to turn on some of that success. And we recognize that it is relationships. So it's great to hear that you did have so much success in your first year. And I'm really pleased for you. And yeah. hopefully there were a whole bunch of other first timers um, listening in that had the same success. So thank you for sharing your story. No, no, you're welcome, Michelle. Yeah, more than happy to contribute here. And look, as I said earlier, to any first-time buyers, I'm only a phone call or an email away. Great. And I will pop your contact details into the episode notes so everybody can just have a look at those if they do want to reach out to you. Now let's get on to the fun part of the episode. We've got the (laughs) quick fire questions here. So I'm just going to throw a few questions at you and you can just fire back whatever pops into your head as quickly as possible. And we'll see if we can get to know you a little bit better. Okay. All right. Who's the most famous person in your phone contacts? Holly Palance, she's an American actor and she's the daughter of Jack Palance who was in City Slickers with Billy Crystal. Oh, I think you win so far. Who would play you in a movie about your life? Oh, no, no, uh, no brainer. Tom Cruise, the same, <laughs> initial, same initials, and sadly that's the only resemblance. <laughs> Love it. 
<laughs> What's your favourite book? Are you reading anything at the moment? Yeah, I've, I've got two favourite books, so I can't distinguish the two. Life, which is Keith Richards' autobiography. Mm-hmm. How Keith is Still Alive is Beyond Me. <laughs> I could not put that book down. I read it about 10 times. And also a book called Lost Moon, which is an autographed copy from Jim Lovell, who was the commander of Apollo 13. Both books are fabulous reads. Yeah, awesome. What's one thing that you've done that you'll never do again? Oh, easy. Delay traveling overseas. I couldn't start traveling extensively till my 40s. Mm -hmm. Oh, and also start smoking. I wish I'd never done that. (laughs) I've given up since 2001. Oh, good. Yeah, good to hear. Who's your hero? A no-brainer again. The most important, most important person in my life, my partner Jill Burns. She is simply an awesome lady and keeps me very well grounded. Oh, nice shout out to Jill. And what's your favourite place in New Zealand? Look, I know I should say Carpety Coast, where I live, Wellington, and the magnificent Wairapa region. Sorry, RTO teams, but. It's Wanaka and the wider central Otago region, simply a magnificent part of Aotearoa, New Zealand. Just magnificent. Yeah, that's a good choice. Although I am a little bit disappointed you being on the North Island. You know, we've got this North-South rivalry. And at the moment, (laughs) I ask all my guests and I think South Island's about five to one at the moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm losing my North Island card. (laughs) We we need to even that up a little bit. I have to look (laughs) at my guests coming up on the show. Well, look, (laughs) Tom, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great to have a chat about trends. As I said, I'm really pleased with the success that you've had this year and great to hear that story and some of your tips and we look forward to catching up with you in Wellington next year at Trends. It it seems like a long way away but yet we're starting to prep for it. I know it'll it'll be here before we know it. It will be yes once we take Christmas and New Year's out of it we'll be well and truly into our preparation so all the best for that. Thank you. And yeah we'll have a great season. Thank you nice to chat. Yeah nice to chat. Okay. Okay.